Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces. We're happy now to be joined by producer and actor Kevin Makeley. Uh, he is uh, with Netflix's Badland, which is uh, something that a lot of people are enjoying right now. Kevin, welcome to the uh, the show. And I guess in times like these, this isn't how you wanted it to happen, obviously. <laughs> but Netflix, these shows, they're going through the roof. A, a real boom time right now, huh? Yeah, you know, I'm just happy that we have something that uh, people can watch and escape from the the daily stress of what's happening right now. So, uh, uh, you know, a blessing and a curse all at the same time, I guess. I wanted to ask you about Zeroville, James Franco movie last year. He gets all his friends together, Seth Rogen and uh, Danny McBride, all those people. They they have you play Steven Spielberg, and it's funny because everybody wants to be in a Steven Spielberg movie, but you're in a movie playing Steven Spielberg. So, did you did you did you have your own take on him, or did you study him and try to be exactly like him? Well, I definitely had my own take on him, but you know, I mean, it's Steven Spielberg. I've been studying him my entire life, so uh, yeah, I pretty much knew his whole backstory already. I watched a few videos. I, you know, we, we share a lot of the same mannerisms, so it was kind of an easy role to step into. And, and it's also, you know, it's a, I don't want to say it's a spoof on the role, uh, but it's, it's, was playing the iconic version of himself, you know, that the ET, you know, with the glasses and the long hair and the beard. So it was that very animated, uh, version of Steven Spielberg. So it was a blast to play. I guess say one of the highlights in my career playing one of my heroes. It was unbelievable. <laughs> No doubt about it. Now, in this show, as you play Matthias Breacher and you're hunting down some uh, rebel war criminals, it's a it's a great idea for a show. Um, I was really pleased to see Mira Sorvino in this, you know, an Oscar winner. And we went a long time when she kind of left. I don't know if she left the industry or she chose not to do it, but um, really cool to see Mira back. How, how did that work out that you got her? Uh, you know, she's a big fan of Bruce Dern, and we got Bruce Dern signed on, which was amazing because Bruce Dern is an icon. He's amazing. Uh, once he signed on, uh, he made it much easier to cast everybody else to follow, but uh, sent her the script, spoke with her agents, and uh, she liked the script. She liked the material. She liked the that powerful female character. It pretty much embodies who she is in real life. Uh, you know, she's at the forefront of the whole uh, women's movement and uh, with Harvey Weinstein and everything. And she's, you know, she's very vocal about all that. So this really played into who she is now. Uh, she loved the script. We met for lunch. We hit it off really well. And she signed on to the project. And I couldn't be happier. She's such an amazing person to work with. What a talent. Very, very cool. You mentioned Bruce Dern. And, you know, I'm 54. So I grew up watching him in all those movies in the 70s where, you know, he just played these characters where he was so gross and, you know, just kind of despicable, but he did it so well. And, you know, I saw him, I think, you know, Tarantino's back in probably the same age as mine, and he had to get him in Once Upon a Time in in Hollywood. But uh, Bruce Dern, he's just, if you think about his IMDb now, he's about as prolific as it as it comes. And, you know, his, with his family, they're, he's still crushing it, I guess, huh? Crushing it. I mean, the guy hasn't stopped working in, what, 50, 60 years? I mean, he's in his 80s, and he, he works as much now as he ever has. And uh, why not? You know, he, he's 
he's he's an actor's actor. I mean, he's the, in the truest sense of the form. He's a performer. He's an actor, and there is no retirement. When when do you say I no longer want to create art or do what I do? There's a you know I say it for for everybody. There's a role for everybody because acting is about portraying real life. You know, and and these characters are all based somewhere in truth. I mean, maybe you know not superheroes and stuff. Well, there, there's a truth to them too. You know who they are. But uh, so it doesn't matter how old you are. There's still a character out there. You still, you know, there's people to portray. So why give it up? And I don't see him stopping anytime soon. Uh, he just works and works and works. And, and I'm Very glad. I love, I love to watch him. Very cool. Just a couple more questions about your cast. To see Trace Adkins, and, I, and honestly, I'm you know, not a huge country music fan. I didn't really get to see Trace Adkins up close and personal until he was on a, a reality show on TV. But... Just a stand-up guy, tall, great pipes, deep voice. I mean, you think, well, too bad he can't act. Well, he can act, and he's a general in this. I mean, it just seems like it's a perfect match here. He was, he was amazing. I mean, he opens the film, and when he turns around, and that voice hits you like a sledgehammer in the chest. Uh, <laughs> what an, an amazing opening line in the movie. Uh, just, just the tone of it. And 6'5", in all his glory, you know, I'm not a small guy, and he makes me feel tiny. Uh, <laughs> it, it was it was an unbelievable experience to work with him, and what a gentleman as well. Just so cool, so humble, and he's you know, he's a country superstar, and he just showed up, did his role, brought uh, you know brought this. He he's known for this guy with the cowboy hat. That's his persona, and he showed up. I don't want to wear a cowboy hat, and I'm really thinking about wearing an eye patch. Can we do an eye patch? And I was like, yes, the wardrobe, can somebody make an eye patch for this guy? Uh, and he, and he put the eye patch on and then just embodied this general. It was crazy. It was, it was really cool to see that transformation right in front of my eyes. The last person I want to ask you about on your cast is Wes Studi because, I mean, when you think about him in Dances with Wolves, but especially in The Last of the Mohicans, just so believable, so scary. And ever since Last Mohicans, this guy has been one of the most sought after. Everybody wants him to be in everything. So that's kind of a coup to get him in there. Yeah, we, we really lucked out. We had a little bit of a relationship with him. We had been talking with him and his people for a few years. We, we did this movie called Big Legend. Uh, it's our Bigfoot movie. It's out on Amazon Prime. If you want to check it out, it's fun. Uh, but he, we, we were in talks to have him in, in that film. Uh, it didn't work out, but we had, we had started this relationship. Uh, so when Badland came around, we just called and called and called and we got him in and, uh, what a blessing. You know, he, he just won an Oscar, an honorary Oscar and so well deserved and, uh, so timely. And, uh, I really appreciate his work and just what a stand up guy. What a fun guy. He's so the opposite of what you would think he is based on the characters <laughs> he plays. Well, what about as a producer? Because, I mean, you're basically like coach and GM. You have to not just worry about memorizing your lines and what your motivation is per se, but craft services didn't show up or the, the union guy didn't change the light bulb. I mean, what's it like producing as well? I love it. I love every aspect of filmmaking. I, I invite the problems, but we, we try, we know what we're getting into. And I have a great team from, from the, the PA that changes the toilet paper in the porta potty to, 
the assistant director to the the cameraman, uh, uh, the, the, the grips, the guys that do the lights and everything. Everybody is so fantastic. I have two great producing partners, Sean Nightingale and Jennifer Ambrose. Uh, we really keep it all together, and, and they're so, so great that when the camera is rolling, if, you know, the something could, you know, the, the moon could fall out of the sky, and they'd keep it secret from me until we cut, <laughs> so that we would get the take. So I, I just great to have a, a supportive team around me all the time, uh, and we all wear silver hats. I mean, this is indie film, so we wear a lot of hats, and everybody gives 150% to the project, every project we do, and I'm just so blessed to be surrounded by such dedicated, hardworking, creative, awesome people. That's how we make this happen. Very cool. Last question for you. Why do you think it is that, you know, we're, we're both American, but just the idea of the Western, and not just for us, but Europeans and, and in Asia, and, and today we're making new Western movies, new Western TV shows, We've just never got it out of our system. We just want more. What is it about the cowboy and the Colt 45 and all that? For me, man, it's, it's American mythology. You know, the, uh, we, we love to watch movies that, you know, uh, kung fu movies, and we love to watch, you know, medieval movies and Game of Thrones and all these things, you know, the, the Vikings, all these things that take place, you know, over the pond that we love, these stories that are based, in fact, somewhere along the way. But I feel, you know, America, uh, at least for Americans, obviously Native Americans have been here since the beginning, but for, uh, and they're part of that story as well, uh, but it's for, you know, it's a fairly new telling of the story, but in that short amount of time, we've created these myths and these legends and, uh, you know, Jesse James and Wyatt Earp, and these are these larger-than-life characters that we know existed. We embellish their stories, and as time, you know, the tales go on, we make them bigger and, and larger than life more than they were. Probably, we don't know, but it's the, it's the mythology of America, and it happened, and it happened here, and it's, it's ours. And uh, just like we love stories that happen in England and China and, and everywhere else, we love those, those, those stories, those mythological stories or those... Uh, you know, the stories passed down generations, uh, I think uh, they love our mythology as well. And it's just this I, romantic tale of what happened. Yeah, I completely agree with you. That's a great answer. We got to run. We've been speaking with Kevin Makeley, producer and actor. Make sure to go on Netflix and check out Badland today. Great cast. Great show. Kevin, congratulations, man. Let's, let's uh, catch up soon. Let's do that. Uh, hey, stay safe, stay home, and stay healthy. And I really appreciate the time. Go. Thank you. There you go. Toby Muse on the other side. Come-